May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. On this week's episode, we will continue the conversation with part two of the interview with Tamara Rosier, an ADHD coach, as well as author of Your Brain is Not Broken. The insights in this episode will help you live better with fibromyalgia and understand brain fog better, especially if you're one of the 25 to 75% of people living with fibromyalgia and related problems that also have ADHD. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, please go back to listen to that first and also have the grid that is available on the link available in the show notes. This is the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michael Lenz. I am and will be continuing to be practicing in southeastern Wisconsin in the metro Milwaukee area. I am an internist, pediatrician, lifestyle medicine physician, and a clinical lipidologist. In addition to those areas of care, I also have enjoyed working with those struggling with fibromyalgia and overlapping pain conditions such as chronic fatigue syndrome, POTS, irritable bowel, and migraines, to name just a few. I am author of the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions for Real Pain. This podcast is meant for those living with fibromyalgia, their loved ones, and also the medical community so they can learn more about helping their patients live better with fibro. For too long, depression was not considered a real problem deserving of real answers and real solutions. So too it is with fibromyalgia and related problems. Most people living with these conditions are left frustrated and in deep despair. They have gone years and often decades down many failed attempts at getting better, often falling prey to predatory and opportunistic treatments without strong support for their efficacy. The good news is there is real evidence and real understanding and real solutions using a multifaceted approach blending the best of medical management and lifestyle medicine. A quick disclaimer, this podcast is for educational purposes only. While I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. All signs and symptoms should be discussed with your own individual doctor. Now on to this week's episode. Now we've got two more of these. Yep. So your relationship to yellow is the problem of ADHD. That's the core problem of ADHD is we don't like yellow. And we do a lot of squirrely things with yellow not to do it. And so most of us have yellow problems. We can have other problems, but a lot of it's yellow. Sometimes just admitting, wow, this is a yellow task that I don't really want to do. Your brain's, oh, thank you for admitting it. Can we go on now? Right? So a lot of times, I, by the way, I share your attitude towards diet. I'm the only female in my family. 
not to have diabetes by the age awesome. of 45. Awesome. I have to work really hard. I don't have any sugar. You're vulnerable. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so terribly vulnerable. And so I have to work very hard to look normal, right? Very careful with grains, everything, right? This is hard work. And frankly, we haven't seen the sun in Michigan. So now I'm a little bit sad and self-indulgent. And where do I want to head? Huh? I want to go to some cooked noodles. I'm gluten-free, so they're usually brown rice or quinoa. You see my problem, right? So in the yellow, I have to go, no, I said I would eat this way. And I don't want to eat this way. Why don't you go down in your basement and pick up some sprouts? (laughs) And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a fun thing. But do you see, get tired of being grown up. One of the fun, a lot of your patients are probably feeling. I was sharing this and talking about you. So your ear—it's like, why am I having itchy ears? (laughs) Gosh darn! Is it the cold weather? It's coming from the other side of the lake. But I said, I was talking out loud, and I like to talk out loud where I'm helping people game plan, strategize. It was somebody who is in the middle, in early twenties in transition, whether to go to college or not working at home, doing a job, have, we've gotten some ADHD treated, managing life, but not moving on to trying to get into college. And we were talking about timers and distortion and how the time blindness and all of this. And we were talking about this. I treat dad too. In fact, I think I treat everybody in the family and they all have different flavors, men, women, young, old, personal preferences. It's all neat to see how all of these flavors manifest. And this is somebody who's highly intelligent dad and he struggles with these timers. And he joked and we were talking about this and we almost have to say, here's a timer on video games. That's your, we'll get into the blue zones, put a timer and now go and do 10 minutes and here's another 10 mi- minutes of an e- a blue, a yellow thing. And he, dad smiled. And he's yeah, I need to do that. So we should do what we did when the kids were little. And we used to have these timers, like beat the clock. All right. See if we can get unfold the laundry and put it, or fold the laundry. And if we can beat the clock and gamify, you know, yep. hopefully not turn into a red, but that's, I'm doing a yellow thing. And yep. you, as you, one of the strategies is, of compartmentalizing into this is you become more aware of your time blindness and recognizing it's 10 minutes. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to do all of it. Those are, that's a great strategy that you talk about, but it's just that awareness and that growing up, it still is there. And that is that we don't have somebody over us. I think where a lot of people who like going into military, and I've heard this story too, with one of my adults, who's an entrepreneur very successful, but paired with an implementer doer who's recognizing still potentially now some struggles. And I've just brought it up. He's not on any medication in the past, something to keep an eye on and some of the lifestyle implementation. And he said, yeah, I've always brought what I learned from the military, which is this structure, which they teach where somebody may have hated structure in high school and wouldn't listen to the teachers, do the homework. But when you have As you talk about so well in the book, how the military, and you probably could have done a page on that, they bring in shame to motivate you to do the yellow things. And you have red, which is exciting. And then I think that we'll get to the yellow and uh, from the yellow, green and blue. But I think when you sometimes treating the ADHD, if you have ADHD and you're treating with medication, it's working. Yellow becomes more green like it's not as 
big of a deal. And if you recognize that and you throw the timers in, but I would like to add, maybe it's not that it becomes green and we'll get to green guys. You didn't miss anything. It's just because you look at yellow and it becomes a matter of fact of, oh, that's fine. I can do yellow because when my medication is kicked in, I'm like, I don't know what the big deal is here. I'll just do this. And it's like, there's a just do it button that just clicks. And I'm a simple stimulate, or if you give me a stimulant, I'm fine. I'm a pretty simple case of ADHD. And just do it. And people ask me when they're looking at, if they're going to be starting on medication, what can you expect? And I said, it's often the lack of symptoms more than the addition of symptoms. It's more, I just don't feel as overwhelmed. I just just did it. I just, oh, why was I getting so excited (laughs) about that? I just got it. Why is that such a big deal? I just... Right. And you, when you get into that motivation and overlapping with fibromyalgia and a student who's not wanting to study that perception of motivation, and this is why understanding the grid. Yep. And then as you talk about, and I mentioned with the emotional issues that come in with using unhealthy emotions right. that aren't good in the long term. And, no, they're poison to us eventually. And yellow, unfortunately, as you say, often becomes red. And living in the red is draining on your battery. So, Any other things to say about yellow and red? A funny thing, and this is and this is how I know some of my clients aren't managing their ADHD well through medication, is the most productive time of their day, let's say nine to five job, is from 4.30 to five. Right? What are they doing? They took all their yellow stuff and they're just shoving it to red and hurrying up and getting it all done. And what they did is they did a warped gamifying. They gamified it, right? And they'll say to me, hey, I was still productive. And I would say, yes, but at what cost? Because now you're leaving work even a little bit more exhausted. So you know you're well-medicated, appropriately medicated, When yellow is like, I see yellow, my brain kind of clicks to the just do it. Even when though I'm appropriately medicated and again, back to the environment, it's a cloudy day. I'm tired. I didn't sleep well last night. Oh gosh, I hate that conversation I had earlier today. All these things start weighing on me. That's going to affect my performance with yellow. And to manage living in the yellow and or what often becomes red, if you are having to be productive, it's a house of cards. And the stability of that is tenuous. And where what may seem like it just fibro flare just hit out of nowhere, a car accident, is that they were managing because they had enough of the green things or healthy ways of coping until that support is left and they're having to unfortunately struggle and they don't understand why. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I want to briefly interrupt the podcast to inform you about the Fibromyalgia Starter Pack, which is now available. If you are new to this podcast, it categorizes the episodes in a way that is more beneficial for those new to fibromyalgia. You can access the link in the show notes to learn more. 
Okay. And that, love it. I just, I love hearing you add your insight because you just add such richness to the grid. So thank you for that. Now the blue, so we're back to the grid now. We're on the right side of the grid. And at the bottom of the grid, there's that quadrant that's made up of fun, but low emotional stimulation. And those are the tasks that I think your patients actually might go into quite a bit because it's blue. It doesn't take a lot of energy for us. It's emotionally satisfying enough. It doesn't recharge our battery, but it's like this, almost like we feel like we go back into this homeostasis point. A cocoon. A cocoon. Yes. And so let me suggest some blue items. Scrolling on your phone, right? Just popping onto Facebook for a second and spending three hours there. Playing a game. Noticing a lot of these things are associated with your iPhone. Because now we can lie in bed and do these things, right? It takes even less effort. And so in the blue category, it's like food. We need the right amount of food and we need the right quality of food. Personally, again, the speaking of the vulnerabilities, because I have such a vivid imagination, I can't allow myself in my blue time to watch things that are disorienting or incredibly sad. A client was just telling me about, she watched an episode of The Crown that just scarred her. And it was the episode where the mine, the top of the hill collapsed on this whole town killing a school of children. And she said, I didn't expect it. And I'm forever changed that she just was sliding into the blue. But now that blue is, it was the wrong kind of blue. And now it leaves her disturbed. So we have to be very careful about the kind of blue activities we go to. Remember, they're low energy, fun things. They're thankfully she thought this was low energy, right? It actually kind of sent her to the red zone because it was really sad for her. And one metaphor using as a pediatrician, like a pacifier. Mm -hmm. It's not really nourishing, but it just pacifies us for a time. And if we're struggling with fibromyalgia to really make significant progress, and it may come across as somebody who's sitting around. i using another story at a patient of mine who... I've gotten a chance to see from post-college, working in a profession, long history of anxiety, was treated when he was younger, but then stopped and started again. And on the weekends, as he going from a single, dating, batch, married, or engaged, married, yep. and now kids, and I, he wouldn't take it on the weekend. I said, what do you do on Saturday as a single or dating? And he said, I just look at my phone, TikTok, look at videos. It's just like the veg out. Yeah. And I said, Okay. I said, oh, you're, in, you're married. Really easy when you, before kids, you're like, and then you have kids, you're like, what did I do with all my free time? And nobody asked <laughs> that. Right? Like, and yes. like, I said, that's okay. Your wife will tolerate. That's just sort of him. And there's not a lot of projects. We're in an apartment we're renting or whatever it is and change the oil and whatever. And I said, and then pregnant, having kids in, on the way. And I said, just so you know, your wife isn't going to really appreciate your sitting around on a yeah. Saturday that's going to be irritating for her when there's a lot of more stuff to do. So circumstances, what's going on in life and being aware of that. 
Blue yeah. may be, you may be able to do blue. He may think that's his enjoyment. And what's funny is often with the treat, the ADHD, yeah. he's like, well, I don't know. I just felt like I had to do something. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's get something done. And it's, and they like, I wish I sometimes just don't want to, I don't have anything to do Dr. Lenz. And I just like to, and as a thinking of this, I'm like, why wouldn't you just want to do something? But I understand right. and working with people and just bringing that to light the difference. Yeah, I like to think of blue as an opportunity for self-care. And if we try to reframe blue from, I'm going to take a deep dive into the swamp of nothingness, or what if I use this for self-care? And here's what I mean. We talked earlier how our nervous systems can easily become dysregulated, right? What if I took this time, blue time, to that's fun. And by the way, guys, when I say fun, it's like low key fun. Like it's not that exciting, but it's enjoyable. What if I took that time fun, low emotional stimulation to care for myself? So I don't know about you. I can't remember if I read this in your book or not. I recommend Epsom salt baths. It's old school. I know, but it's a way to drug your nervous system. Magnesium sulfate. One is very cheap. Two, it soaks up in your skin. And for those of us who are deficient already in magnesium, we feel like we've had a glass of wine because it has this mild effect, it feels. What if I chose a bath instead of lying on my bed? And I know it takes just a little bit more energy, maybe eight more steps. But what if you cared for yourself during blue? A lot of my clients will go, I want to spend all Saturday in bed. Like, okay. But that is not caring for yourself. And so I, I sound like I'm a fun sucker and I'm not trying. People are like, just leave me alone. I want blue. But we really want the right diet of blue in our lives. And I think that is for many people who are on very high levels of fibromyalgia impairment. That is often a, a daily thing. It's extremely hard and yeah. it's almost when you get to a point you've thrown in the towel, one of the things that you talk about in the book, and it resonated so much, is the idea of a battery. You wake up with so much energy. And right. living in Wisconsin, I have a used electric car. And when the weather dropped to from 40 to zero in 24 hours, <laughs> I had to recalculate how much range I had. And yes. you don't yes. want to get caught and i think what ends up happening and maybe you recognize this in reading the book and i'm like wow that's a great analogy of the battery and you have only so much charge is that if you overextend yourself and you do too much you get stranded and now you are having to get a lot of extra help to recover you got to get towed in to home, you have the shame and you and using the metaphor, if you overdo it, you know what happens? I pushed it. Oh, Tamara, I pushed through that. And I did all these things on this list and I was exhausted for the next day. I, a couple of days, I felt terrible. And that overlaps with fibromyalgia about pacing yourself and having these little timers. Can you maybe get up once an hour for five minutes, set an alarm as that reminder or doing some things. But in the end, that is way too much. Yeah, it's hard to break the orbit of blue because it takes a lot. I think in the book, I call it the molasses swamp, right? Remember in Candyland, playing it with our kids, we'd get stuck there and we'd miss a turn. And first of all, if you have people affected by this listening, I just want to say, 
I something that happened to me last spring is I had long COVID. And I literally had no energy. I would wake up with 10% charge. And it was a feeling of nothingness. I'm not, I wasn't depressed. It was, no, I literally don't have anything. And it was incredibly humbling for me to experience that. I'm normally a high energy person. I like to get crap done. I love checking off lists. And so I wanted to share that experience because although I have most of my energy back, I want I want your listeners to understand that all I had energy for, I felt was blue. There was literally nothing. And I had to be so choosy with how I spent my energy. I've got 10% today and it might be for a shower. Whew, that's over. And I just wanted to share that because it sounds, it gave me a lot of insight into what it was like to have no energy. And I and think with that frustration. And I, there's so much overlap, but there's one of the areas in the book I was going to bring about is so much of ADHD and the emotions is this huge symptom of fatigue. Yes. And when we look at chronic fatigue syndrome and fibro and whatever word you want to yep. use, that's another question I wanted to ask. I don't know if we can go on that. So, yep. and I'm so sorry. We'll get to the last, we'll get to the <laughs> last quadrant right now. Okay. But I did want to spend some time on blue and yellow because I think your listeners affected by fibromyalgia are really, it's a blue yellow issue and they're constantly battling with that. So that's the last one is green and green is the upper right-hand quadrant and it's high emotional stimulation and it's fun. And when we deal with green, I have to usually deal with belief systems here because a lot of my clients are like, you know what? I should have green all the time. In fact, you know what, Dr. Rosier? I'm not even going to do anything unless it's green. And they're trying to forget about the rest of the grid and only green. The reality of green is it takes energy, right? High emotional stimulus. In other words, it's exciting and it's fun. It is the glory land for those of us with ADHD, right? How many of us wake up in the morning, we look at our agendas and we look and say, oh no, I have nothing to look forward to. That's green. So green kind of, it takes energy, but it gives energy at the same time. Quick examples of green, it's whatever kind of gives you that joy or kind of helps you reestablish yourself. Ah, I feel good at that, right? But you need energy to go to green. And that is what's difficult. Some of us are so drained by just doing yellow, we forget to add green. For me, some of my best greens are with my family. Gosh, I love those knuckleheads so much. Most of us have ADHD. There's nine of us. Six of us have ADHD. The rest married in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to have so many ADHD people coming together for the holidays. But it gives me such joy. And there's such palpable love when we're together, right? That's great. Other people, it could be fishing. I have a son-in-law who just loves fishing. And he is happiest when he's fishing. Personally, I love yard work. If you ever watch me doing yard work, I'll be working, I'll be working really hard for eight hours. And I'm happy. And I fall into bed, muscles aching, loving it. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
we need want to encourage your listeners what is your green and how can we plan when if you have limited energy how can you plan to add a little bit of that in there i'll throw another one in that i think is green is playing a musical instrument is yeah. i think in that category assuming with because it is relatively low physical exercise but it might be something and many people with adhd have a lot of creative art talent That's- i think painting something creative ends up being a green thing that ends up being green revitalizes us and that may then increase our healthy pride in ourselves and accomplishing that and most of my patients who have fibromyalgia and hearing stories they were all in the level of very athletic or worked with horses when they were younger or were dancers, but nearly everybody was at a very high level. Then something happens. They get cut from the high school team. They don't make the dance or they made it and maybe they graduated college and maybe they were even a professional, but eventually there isn't that high level of green activity that people end up having. And so there's brilliant insight. Thanks for adding that. That's really good because it, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I swear I'm not kissing up to you. I, it's so refreshing to find physicians who really get this and you're, you're getting this at such a, the ADHD part at such a deep level, partly because lived experience too, but it's getting this because we have to find that green that feeds our soul. And it has to be what's unique to us. And most people don't even understand this paradigm that they're living under. And if you can recognize that and then recognize your brain is not broken, it's working differently. If your spouse can recognize that, if your loved ones can have that. And my heart goes out to many people who are in situations where it's really challenging to get out of the molasses swamp. There have many other factors in life that are circumstances that are really hard and my heart goes out. And that's why medication alone is not the only solution, why education is so important, why implementation of this. But once you understand how all of these are connected, and I have a patient of mine I saw recently who's training for a triathlon, ran high-level ultramarathon, all of that. And he's said, yep, I need that for therapy after work. Like I otherwise get all these things in my mind and I get stressed and tense and highly intelligent, now officially diagnosed with ADHD, may or may not have it, not saying, but he's, as many other patients had on their own, recognized how activity is so important for them to feel well and recognizing the green part and having, and this may be that home environment of a family that encouraged a spouse, when I hear stories where growing up, my dad always had to run after work for an hour. That mom would say, oh, that's his dad. He's going, he needs his run. And when he gets back, then he'll be available. I'm and that's ready was, for us. Yeah. He'll be ready. And, it, and yeah. mom wasn't like, come on, why do you have to go for a run? Recognizing that is what you need. And that's a green thing. And I want to promote that green thing. And I want to try to limit the amount of red, if I can, and yellow and create an environment where yellow is more tolerable and not much red occurs because I'm not letting yellow simmer to orange and red. And I can actually do a healthy blue that might be 
instead of listening to other people create content on TikTok, I might be creating my own content and coming up with ideas or writing scripts, which is maybe naturally that creative kind of free flowing, free thought of how things are connecting and just like oodling in your notebook, which probably many people with ADHD probably did before there was TikTok and other iPhones. Oh, just doodling ideas. It's probably a healthier form of blue than a passive form. I think maybe just another thought is the more active you are involved, the healthier it is. And it doesn't have to be when I say active, meaning yes, where it can be just doodling and drawing, which is actually generally a healthy thing. It doesn't have to be a grand project, but it could just be creating something like that. Yes, I think you're right. So I love that you're talking about this with your patients because this is green is this glory land that we're seeking, but the transition to it is often difficult. I live on a lake and I live in Michigan, so you can throw a stone and hit a lake in Michigan, right? So it's unremarkable that I live on a lake, but I know that I could sit at my pool or if I just took a couple steps down the hill and got on my paddleboard, I will get this green kind of energy. And yet there's times I'm like, I think there's spiders on my paddleboard because I left it up against the tree last time. I'm going to have to like, and so I'm thinking immediately about all the yellow things I'd have to do to get to the green, right? And inside my HD brain is weighing it like, well, that seems like a lot of yellow, right? So these transitions are really hard. And the less energy you have, the harder the transitions. And that's why if somebody's listening who has somebody who's going through this, being able to take and make help get through those yellow things and yes. help act as a healthy drill sergeant who's offering structure and recognizing that and hoping that we can get those get so, gradually increased. Yeah, here's a question I, I would love. If you know someone who is, you can see them, they're stuck in blue. Please don't suggest activities because, by the way, half of us are very oppositional. It's just to, that's a free advice. There's no need to push us because now I can't get off the couch because you asked me to. But if you say, hey, I love you and I know that you like to do this, could I remove any of the barriers for you to do this activity? Okay, now you're talking my language. I just heard someone willing to do my yellow. So in my example, I'm like, wait, you're willing to wipe down my board why okay do you see how immediately the stakes aren't as high now for my transition we've run out of time but we will continue the conversation with dr tamara rosier as she shares these great insights to helping understand not only adhd but also the fibromyalgia and related issues like brain fog and understanding the barriers better. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. If you have, please leave a five-star rating, review, hit the like or follow button, and share with others. That way more people can learn more about living better with fibromyalgia. Until next week, go Team Fibro! Fibro!